0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Farscape Rewatch Season 3, Episode 3, and I am Kalwa Hatz and joining me is Red Nightmare. Woohoo! Yeah. We're getting stuck into Season 3 now, and this Thanks. is Episode 47 of the podcast, if you uh-huh. those keeping track at home.
1: Uh, yeah, stuck in. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Hey, nice pun there. Hey! <laughs> that will come clear as we get into the episode. <laughs>
0: Yes, it will. So, what's been going on in Season 3 so far? This is the third episode in, but some big stuff has already happened.
1: Yeah, like, Xana's <laughs> like dying.
0: Eren came back. Chiana slept with Dargo's son. And now Joffy has left. But now we're kind of, well, the characters have moved around, but we're kind of back to everybody on Moya, on the run, but trying to get home, and they think Scorpius is dead from the first episode of Season 3. Um, and that actually sticks for more than one episode. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we know he's not. We know he's alive. Yeah. Which is good, so like, you know, we're not being exposed to that again. So yeah, this week's episode is called Self-Inflicted Wounds, and it's part one of two, and uh, part one is called Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Um, I always thought it was Coulda, Shoulda, Woulda. you take it up with John. He's, yeah, fair
1: enough. <laughs>
0: there is a title drop in this episode, and it is from <laughs> John, so you can blame him. We start out with um, Aaron and Dargo moving the last cryo chamber. They had one, and it opened, and the guy came out, and threw up all the black goo and died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm oh, alive. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dargo, however, is still he's still upset about Joffy and Chiana.
1: Rightfully so, I might. Oh, yeah. End. Oh no, it's yeah, no, rightfully
0: so, like you say. Aaron is trying to well, she's talking to him about it and says I don't know if it's necessarily defending them, but says they were just rebelling like children. Yeah. And Dago's and like, okay, if they wanted to rebel, they shouldn't they have... They could have just smoked pot. Well, yeah, he says like off. some space route that I can't remember the name of. But it's like, you know, rebelling is smoking death sticks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to sell me death sticks. No. Um, right? universe. Damn it. But uh, he says, no, this is worse. This is really bad. and It broke
1: my freaking heart
0: yes and erin to a credit doesn't like push on with that she actually says you know if you want to talk about it
1: we can yeah, talk." And, and dargo says he's not ready yet
0: i like that you know that candor from dargo of like no i'm not i'm not ready to talk yeah you know, and i and again hurting. i like
1: erin being like look we we're friends if yeah. you want to talk i'm here for you
0: and of course they're still dealing with all these feelings because of course they are because it's a big deal Mm -hmm. It doesn't just get swept away for, you know, the next episode. Okay, now we go and see, well, we cut to Zan in her quarters. Which is still, it's part of the, still one of the, I think, burned or destroyed areas of Moya. And um, she's looking at herself in the mirror, examining her condition. Remember, she's dying from bringing Eren back to life. She, like, pulls back her hood and there's, well, the front of her head has turned red. Yeah, and there's little buds appearing on the top of her head. It's almost like
1: boils or something. Mm. There's a lot more than we had uh, last. Yes, week.
0: it's it's getting worse. And Stark comes in. He doesn't so much come in as he looks in from the hallway. That's true. Yeah, there's a really great shot of like it being yeah. looking out into the hallway, and it's dark. It's close up, and he comes in. And there's like that Stark light. No, no pun intended. But there's like the deep shadows and like. Uh, lighting on his face, and then he sort of comes in, and like it reveals him, and it's it's actually really a really good yeah. Shot. And I like how
1: half of the shadow is still on his mask. Yeah, it's really good. And as he sees her doing this and covering it up again, he, we get a shot from the perspective of the hallway. He turns to the camera, and he's just well, he turn-
0: Yeah, you can see a tear rolling down his face. Yeah, Zan's Zan's not getting any better. Nope. Meanwhile, Crichton is talking to Pilot. Uh, well, okay, you no, know, he's in like command and he's got Pilot on the clamshell and
1: he's actually, he's throwing, I think, a ball at the clamshell. (laughs) It just bounces off the top into the bottom of the clamshell and then bounces back. And And disrupts the hologram. And it seems to be annoying Pilot. Well, sort of. Because his speech is like uh,"
0: and they're like, oh, hmm. Well, okay, we'll see why though Pilot's getting annoyed in a minute because well, first of all, Crichton is complaining to Pilot you know, Stark says, you know, Zan needs to be put in soil soon, we need to find the planet and, and Pilot says, Well a planet meeting her requirements is less than an hour away, we're right there and Crichton's like, Okay, let's head there now, let's let's just go, what are we waiting for? And Pilot, who is struggling a little bit, he's like, I thought you should see this first
1: And John turns to the screen, and it is <laughs> A wormhole.
0: Crane is immediately entran- in fixed. He's sort of staring at it. He's like, Pilot, okay, okay. The hell with that? Take readings. Do all these different scans
1: and. I'm all gonna- these sciencey things.
0: Yeah, we're going to pop out there. We need to take readings. And it's, it's like, Commander, there's a ship approaching and it's approaching fast. It's coming out of the
1: wormhole. I like how Pilot says it's approaching fast. Impossibly fast. Yeah. I- I'm not entirely sure where it's coming from. Is- and I'm thinking, like, oh, so it's coming out of the wormhole. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then we see it, like, head out of the wormhole, and it's a really interesting design. It's like a spiral of tubes. It's like a pasta twirl, almost. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and instead of just popping out the whole thing, it seems like to materialize as it's coming out of the wormhole.
0: Yeah, coming out of the wormhole directly into Moya. Yeah. And it collides with Moya, like, things get thrown everywhere. John, like, jumps and sparks are flying, and that's your title hook, and, you know, they go the credits. Yeah. So it's like, oh no, what's going on? And when we come back from uh, opening titles, Crichton uh, is picking himself up, and there are basically large white tubes sticking all through Moya.
1: Well, this should be here.
0: <laughs> and what seems to have happened is the two ships, Moya and this, whatever it is, wormhole ship, uh, have merged somehow. And Pilot and Moya are not doing great, as you might expect. And they're thinking, what the hell just happened? What is going on? These things are broken. Moya's in pain. Pilot can't do anything. And then an alien comes out or steps out around from the side.
1: Yeah, and they're basically talking like, oh, what happened? We need to get real links. There's There's something wrong with the ship. And then they suddenly see John's like, oh, intruders. Yeah, get them. And
0: uh, let's just quickly talk about the design of these aliens because they are... So cool. Yeah, they do have some, like, proper uh, alien type designs. They are bald-headed, they're green or blue, greenish-blue. There's a few of them. They vary in color. Mm-hmm. And they've got gills, basically, at the side of their head, roughly where their ears would be. And we yeah. actually get several close-ups of those, like, expanding and contracting.
1: Yeah. They have really smooth faces. Like, the noses are basically n- almost nothing more than two slits. Yes. Uh, there's no discernible ears. It's like... No hair. Almost, yeah, egg Slightly egg Yeah, egg-shaped.
0: egg-shaped kind of head. There is like a marking on the front just up from the bridge of the nose. It goes across and there are some you know, scales on their head. And mm-hmm. they're wearing silver jumpsuits, I want to say, or like somewhere between a jumpsuit and a lab coat. Yeah. And there are two of them that we see. And John has been joined in command by Aaron because she's like, what the frill is going on? And then they pop out and, you know, they draw the weapons on them. And yep. they're talking, you know, they're saying, you know, we need to take readings. What's, what's happened? No, stay away from them. And John oh, and Aaron that's... and everyone else can
1: understand them. But John quickly figures out that they can't understand John and Aaron. Because as everybody is speaking over the comms, it's like, oh, is everybody all right? Where's Aaron? How's Pilot? Uh, I'm moving over there. Mm-hmm. And Rigel says at some point, like, why is nobody worried about me? <laughs> nobody ever cares about me. <laughs> <Damn> it, Rigel. <laughs> but... One of the aliens has so many tongues, and yet they communicate. And John realizes, like, hang on a second. They don't have translator microbes. They can't actually understand us. And uh, we learn that
0: one of the aliens is called uh, Niala. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a male and female alien standing there. And so John's like, okay, DRD, translator microbes, go. And it goes and injects the female alien. That's Niala. And they freak out, and they're like, oh, no, contaminated ah, alien things. And then slowly she starts to understand.
1: I like how the other guy doesn't. Yeah, they don't. the other guy's like, "What? what's going on? Because he doesn't get injected. No, and he's like, oh, they've poisoned your mind or something. Like, no, 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 I can understand them. Back yeah,
0: <laughs> it's a mind trick. Shut oh. up. <laughs> and yeah, she introduces herself as Pathfinder Nyala. Mm. Which
1: I find a really cool title.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Meanwhile, Dargo and Stark have gone to see Pilot, who's really suffering. He's
1: basically, uh, as he describes it, he's receiving too many stimuli.
0: So what's actually happened, because we've got like some, we do have some exterior things of Moya colliding with the ship, and they are basically stuck in a wormhole. Yeah,
1: they're basically stuck in wormhole space. So you get a shot from outside at some point, with the ship basically merged through Moya, sticking out at two ends. Yeah, and it's, and well, it's just hurling through.
0: And I swear that the sound effect for that is partly like a Star Trek transporter sound effect.
1: Yeah, now that you mention yeah, that. Yeah, right? Like I the, was
0: wondering where I heard that before. Like the beam up sound, yeah. yeah. I was like, that's that's got to be similar, if not the same. Anyway, so, yeah, Pilot can't handle all the stimuli. <laughs> and then he's like, I, I feel, oh, I feel. And then he just
1: throws up over Stark and Dargo. just green Bart. Now he just throws up over Stark. Dargo's back just he enough. He gets
0: splashed a little bit. Yeah.
1: And, and it's like, Dargo's like, I had no idea he could do that. To <laughs> so which Stark responds, I had no idea anyone could do that. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, This episode yeah. there's
1: a lot of good jokes.
0: Yes, there's a lot of good stuff like that. Also, a bit of background info. Apparently, according to Paul Goddard, who plays Stark, uh, Pilots' puke was tastier than it looked. <laughs> <laughs> and not nearly as revolting
1: as it appeared on screen. Oh, nice. That's, that's always...
0: Yeah, I imagine it was some kind of non-toxic gunge. Yeah, but it's always fun it's
1: like if if you could just afterwards just lick your face off. Him. I don't
0: think I don't necessarily think it was edible. It just <laughs> wasn't it just wasn't gross. But
1: it's just tastier.
0: You know what? I'm I'm not going to not going to question what they got up to behind the scenes. <laughs> you know what? That's yeah, it's probably fine. Fair. It's what you do in your free time is up to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> work. It's
1: work for these people.
0: But yes, still. So what but what pilot is able to get out that there is um if you disconnect him from Moya's neural nexus he'll be okay, or he might, he might be might be all right.
1: Yeah, that's that's what he manages to get through before he barfs again.
0: And then they just run off and like, okay, let's go do that.
1: <laughs> let's at least get clear of Blast Zone here.
0: So now we see uh, Nyala again, and she's explaining well, explaining what's going on, or what her ship was doing. It was, she said, regaining dimensionality when they collided with Moya. So much techno like this. Yeah, there's a lot of very specific, like... Odd techno babble that I don't. I don't think bears repeating
1: because I was going to say I think this is the first time in Farscape, especially in later scenes, that there's like whole discussions where I'm thinking like I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> or how that relates to the plot. Is this good? Is this bad? I don't know. Is this neutral? I think part of that is
0: I feel, le- I feel left out. I think there are some threads that they leave hanging, but that part of that is because this is part one of two. Yeah, probably. And, you know. I hope op- so. I think ultimately, when it comes to techno babble, ultimately what they say, it doesn't matter because it's, you know, what that means for the story.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like
0: the phrase induction course. Like, what does that mean? The engines don't work. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Why did you just say that? <laughs> it's part, I don't know. It's part of the uh, part of the uniform of, yeah. uh, star- yeah. of, of sci-fi.
1: <laughs> and I, I could stomach it for an episode. That's
0: fine. Yeah, although they do talk about some of that, and at um, some point, like, John
1: is like, I didn't understand any of that. (laughs) It's even better. Aaron asks John, like, do you understand any of that? Yeah, sure. Watch Star Trek a bunch of times. It's just the order of the words that doesn't fit.
0: (laughs) It's like, I love that little bit of the twist that John is a little sci-fi genre savvy, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: He's watched watched sci-fi shows because... He's an astronaut.
0: Yeah, from Earth, exactly.
1: For anybody who doesn't know this, just for fun, check out the posters. Astronaut crews. Um, oh, there are some great ones before they go into space. <laughs> Those was... things are the nerdiest stuff oh, I've ever seen.
0: This is a total aside, but I love mm. it. There was one where I forget which specific mission to the space station it was, but they were all dressed in Jedi robes and had lightsabers. Yes! And I, I think it went around Tumblr or somewhere and they were like oh my god, NASA is a bunch of nerds. It's like yes! yes. Who do you think is going to be in NASA? <laughs>
1: <They> <laughs> are you surprised? Enjoy. They didn't do it for the money. <laughs> I mean, like, you probably get paid well, but... Like, are you surprised that the people who do all the physics and go
0: to space are actually nerds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, okay. So, anyway, back to uh, the episode of Farscape. <laughs> so, what's going on is, okay, Nyarlah says they were regaining dimensionality and they're trying to bring a generator back online that will, that should separate the two ships. Yeah. And then the male uh, alien, whose name is Kree which I don't think comes up that often, but it makes it
1: easier to talk about it. And, uh, what? <laughs> I just heard Kree and he, I've been affected with the wrestling bug because I'm like, that sounds a lot like Bizango. <laughs> Making his way to the ring from <laughs> the wormhole, it's Cree
0: <laughs> 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 But yeah, he tries to chime in and talk to them about it, and she's like, Okay, you don't have translator microbes. <laughs> so you don't get to talk. Here, translate that for me to him. Yeah, I you you, you tell him stuff. that. Because they say that they have a rule against, you know, alien contamination or whatever it is.
1: Which I find interesting because not only the fact that they don't have microbes implies that they've been separate from the rest of the universe, or at least this part, are from yeah. this part. But it's also like they're very isolationist. Even if they're from a completely different mm. part, apparently yeah. they're still like just keeping to themselves.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they may not even be from this universe if they're going through wormholes, but who knows? It could be. So actually, when they're having this discussion, they're in what is essentially their ship, even though that you know the ships are merged. But
1: you've got like different
0: bits there's, in different places.
1: There's, there's parts where they're merged, and there's parts where they're clearly themselves.
0: And so they're in their ship, and it's all like white and big, big white tubes and like silver tubing and like. You know what reminded me that of? Uh, I just
1: realised uh,
0: old Tardis. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, the, you've like the '60s kind of uh, early Tardises, yeah, with the white yeah. paneling. But like, you've got large columns and tubing going around yeah like at odd angles and it's it's very and their devices are like silver versions of that of like Mm -hmm. a mess of cylinders and tubes and columns
1: yeah very nice and sterile
0: which totally fits you know they're a research vessel and like you said isolationists. you know don't want any contamination very sterile yeah so yeah after kretago tries to join in and Aaron says no She's like, I'll show you around the ship, okay? If you want to know what you're dealing with here, I'll show you yeah. around.
1: Yeah, because they've seen their ship, so now the aliens should see Moya. Come on, come <laughs> so on, no. just get Hello. out. No, you Fo- follow me. You, do <laughs> follow me. Uh... Just come on. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's just, like, just come on, just come this way, gesturing and stuff. So Aaron goes off with Krutago, and John and Niala are talking about wormholes. Niala actually shows him like a hologram of the wormhole and like the structure of the inside of the wormhole. And there are different branches and paths that go off and gaps that lead back to regular space. Basically there's they can escape through a small gap that they pass every third of an on. Basically they're doing circuits around the inside of the wormhole space. It's
1: yeah It's it's apparently wherever a wormhole opens, there's also a wormhole nearby to go back into is what yeah, I they,
0: they have they're in pairs or loops or something like that yeah and what's actually happened is they've ricocheted into the turbulent zone of the wormhole which is the bit in between wormhole space and regular space yeah as john describes it says wait you mean we're not on the fairway we're in the rough so Oh, i
1: thought it was a driving reference no golf golf. yeah 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 Yeah, i just realized (laughs) that
0: oh so yeah they're, they're stuck in between uh wormhole and normal
1: space yeah and they need to find a way out
0: so now we actually cut away to Zan, who's in her quarters, uh, looking mm-hmm. out of the window. And we see, like, the blue streaks of wormhole space, like, zooming past the window. But fading in behind that is a planet, which looks vaguely Earth-like.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not Earth, because we see two moons.
0: Yeah, they make that clear. I think, though, I think, like, the, the initially I was like, is that Earth? Because the continent that
1: you can see looks
0: vaguely like the United States.
1: Yeah, but... The two moons gives it away. <laughs> yeah, but I I'm wondering is that the planet they were heading to? Yeah, I think I think that's
0: the idea. It's like that's or
1: what, is that Delvia?
0: I think I mean this is, it isn't clear, but I think that it's like pilot said the planet that they found mm-hmm. for uh, Zan was less than an arm away. True. So I feel like it's, there's a good chance it's that planet and she can see it out the window but can't get to it, you know, it's narratively
1: I think that that's what makes the most sense. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I like how it shifts them back to uh, blue, just Mm. the wormhole space passing. And then, almost like something underwater moving, you see a serpent.
0: It just goes zooming
1: past, and she's like, oh no. Well, the goddess has come to take me.
0: Yeah, at which point Stark comes in, and yeah, Dan says the goddess has chosen her harbinger. You know, the thing Mm -hmm. that is going to bring Zan's death, which she believes is the serpent. But Stark says, you know, the planet is near. We've found the right soil. We'll bury you in there. You'll be fine. You'll be able to heal. But uh, she says, no, the serpent has come and the
1: goddess has decided that I have to die. And I like Stark is like, look, you're sick. You're hallucinating. It's all going to be fine.
0: But she touches his cheek and says, oh, Stark, you know, you're, you're afraid to let go. And god, this is a really quite intimate scene because Ben Stark says that he has a darkness inside him that, quote, frightens lovers away.
1: Yeah, because over the years he's helped a lot of people cross over. And whenever he does that, he always keeps a tiny piece of them with him. Well, yeah, that's that's part of the process.
0: Mm. And so over the cycles, he's accumulated a huge amount of evil and darkness within him because of that. And he then says he can't bear to lose the one thing. This is a great line. Can't bear to lose the one thing that mitigates the twisted core of his existence.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's core. I thought
0: he said core. Mitigates the twisted core of his existence. That's That's such a good line, man. I really,
1: I really like this scene.
0: Yeah. It's really great. And we see them. It's been hinted at a little bit with Stark and Dan in a few episodes where they're, fairly close, and he clearly cares a lot about her, but there's definitely
1: that kind of, I guess... Uh, calls him her wonderful, beautiful Stark, so I'm yeah. like, pretty <laughs> sure that uh, there's um, uh, more going on here.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely like a, a, some sort of love between them. So, yeah, wow, whew, very intimate and quite powerful seeing that.
1: Mm-hmm. No ear kiss, though, at the end, because they hug?
0: Well, no, she goes... <laughs> it looks like she's going in close for a kiss, and she goes around to the side... For what would be an ear kiss,
1: but it's on the side with his mask. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. It's like, hang on a second, rock side. That doesn't. Even if she wanted to give him an ear kiss there, it's not going to work. <laughs> All right, so uh, after
0: that, we go to uh, Crichton, who is explaining to Dargon and Stark. like, okay, we need to wake Pilot up so that we can starburst when we reach that gap uh, in the wormhole, and so we can get out of here.
1: Yeah, and then we can figure out, afterwards we can figure out how to separate us.
0: One problem at a time. <laughs> so what they have to do is have to go seal all the vents so that they can do that and, you know, disconnect Pilot from the neural cluster so that he's able to actually do something. And so, right, they go off their separate ways to do bits and pieces. And Dargo goes to the neural cluster. And, and at some
1: point he's like, look, I could use an extra pair of hands up here.
0: And, of course, Chiana comes in. And she's like, hey, Dargo, uh... We okay? And he's like, Yeah, I need you to remove these things It's like, no, I mean like yeah, two floors down, uh that way, just go. But she says, No, I mean us, are we okay? And he's, he's like,
1: th- No, you've broken my heart and just get out.
0: Well, it's interesting because in this episode, Dargo is less like openly aggressive to Chiana.
1: No, but he's he's still very dismissive. He's oh yeah, like, very hurt still hurting don't a lot. Wait. I can not deal with you right now. But he's, he's
0: not he's not lashing out at her, I would no. say. In fact, he's taking his frustrations out on the neural cluster by, you know, ripping things out of it to disconnect Pilot. Yep. Which is a much healthier way of dealing with it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I do like that Dargo says, like, go down there and just rip rip those things loose. And Chen is like, good. I kind of want to be aggressive.
0: Yeah, I'm in the mood for destroying something or something like that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Um, and...
0: I noticed in this scene, has Dargo gotten a new outfit? Yes, he has. I was, uh, yeah, I was going to bring that up. He's got like shoulder pads now and a more open chest, and yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. It looks really good. I, but thought, I thought I saw that. Just a little bit of, yeah, new costuming detail. It's like, oh, so you
1: you don't have just seven of those red coats <laughs> in your closet?
0: Maybe they pick some up, you know, when they when they leveled up. Go shopping. Get some new outfit. Yeah, like, he's got, like... Okay, we got
1: some loot. Let's buy some clothing. Yeah, basically. I've been wearing this for, like, I don't know, two years?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and he's got those sort of shoulder pads that have, like, ridges on them, and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It's still, you know, very dark reds and browns in color. It's still totally
1: his style. Oh, very much so, yeah. Like I said, it's at least something else.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. I've actually remembered the line he says, because Chiana says, what about our relationship? He says, that relationship does not exist. Yeah. I was like... Oh, oh, okay, that's pretty clear.
1: It's <laughs> fair, it's fair.
0: Meanwhile, in the cargo bay, Rigel is fiddling around with the cryo chamber, the one uh, remaining one, and actually managed to open it. Yeah, it's
1: open it. <laughs> Good job, Rigel. I, I love like how John's like, what did you do? And I'm like, oh, I was... Leaking, it's like it's self regulating. Girl, so it's trying to close it, but it wouldn't close to the right side. That's because it was already closed. So I turned it to the left side. That's when you opened <laughs> it, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, so
0: good job, Rigel. You accidentally opened it, and he's like, Well, she's wake up then. And the pot opens, and you see a woman lying in there. Yes, and she's a redhead. Finally, <laughs> on the show. Oh, oh, yes. But if you said, Oh, I have red hair. <laughs> <laughs> what at home. the viewers yeah <laughs> the viewers yeah. at home how what did what happened? how did that <laughs> you've made some sort of mistake
1: <laughs> i've been recording all these with the hidden camera hats <gasps> Gasp. <laughs>
0: no but um so she's got she's the same species of course uh in Tyrone as the other guy so she's yeah. got like the hair that comes down into points around her forehead and it's sort of, like pulled back mm-hmm. a bit and it's like large and frizzy and yeah red like you said And John says, like, wake up, sleeping beauty, time to die.
1: Oh, that's such a good line.
0: Because it's like, yeah, they were sealed in moments before death, remember?
1: Wake up, sleeping beauty, wake up and die.
0: Yes. Oh. Oh. (laughs) So she does wake up, and she's got, she opens her eyes, she's got green eyes, but, like, bright green eyes. Yes. Like, you know, alien green eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, she gets up and says, you know, who are you? Where am I? What's going on? And uh, he says... I'm John. Do you know my species? Because remember, they were supposed to be a close match. She's and like, yes, Sebastian. And John's like, ah, no, human. And But she says Sebastian's suited for holding guns and, you know, taking orders. Yeah. The holding guns and
1: going off to slaughter.
0: Yeah. It's like, no, I'm a human. And says, have you heard of Earth? And she says, well, there's a type of insect on this planet that... Uh, Spreads a disease, a disease called Arth, and, and Rigel's like, "Oh, sounds about right." Yeah. Gets <laughs> a punch from John. <laughs> it's like
1: Shut the up. animal speaks.
0: It's <laughs> so like, "Hey, no, this is Rigel. I'm crying. And it's like, "Who are you?" And she says, "Oh God, okay, I'm gonna try this because yeah. I've got it. I've got it written down in front." Okay, of
1: good. Because I, I had no. I go ahead.
0: Julusko tunai fenta hovalis, like in one like one, one breath. Yeah, exactly. And John's like. What do they call you? Oh no! No no, it's Rigel. Rigel. Asks Rigel.
1: Yeah, it's like, what do they call you for short? And she's like, this just gives him a destroying look. It's like my full name. And John's like, all right, Jewel, here's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> look, our species might be related. She scowls, and <laughs> I need to know if you've seen Earth or anything. She's like, hang on. How long was it? Was I in that thing?
0: Oh god. And then Rigel says, well, according to the manifest. You're in there for 22 cycles. And she just screams. Yeah. To call it a scream is somewhat of an understatement. (laughs) Yes. That's, yes. Because it starts out as a normal scream and then just gets progressively louder and higher pitched. And John and Rigel both cover their ears in pain. And then we get a close-up of some metal implements on the table because they're in the cargo bay. And those start melting. Yes. Her (laughs) voice melts. Metal. Yup. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> great, great. Is she dead yet? Yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean, she, she seems fine. She's not immediately vomiting up black goo. No, nope, no, nope. so that's, that's a that. plus. That's a plus. Maybe they just put her in there because they couldn't stand her <laughs>
1: <of> shouting. <laughs> that's <laughs> harsh. <Screaming. laughs> There's other solutions for that that are used in this episode later That is true.
0: On. All right. <laughs> All right, but while she's screaming... Aaron is trying to get in contact with John to say, okay, you need to Starburst, need to get ready for Starburst in five microts, and he's like, I can't hear you! What? 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 No, I'm in in a tunnel! No. Uh, (laughs) It says like, three, two, and then
1: Jewel finally stops screaming. Oh, no, 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 Rachel's sick of it, and just headbutts her unconscious.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that does stop her screaming. (laughs) But, um, John is just about able to get things ready but like it's right on the edge and it may have been a little too late because yeah. they starburst and rather than setting them free it just makes things worse
1: yeah because at first everything seems to be going fine but then once the starburst ring hits the point where they're merged with the other ship it just goes haywire gravity apparently starts giving up because John's holding on to one of the consoles floating and he's like cut it cut, cut starburst yeah it's not
0: working. So they stop starbursting. It's only made things worse. More members of Nyala's crew are injured. Moya is worse. There's more damage, and so Zan is trying to heal one of Nyala's injured crew because there's actually quite a few of those aliens, are, who are on that ship.
1: Yeah, and again, there's a bit of visual comedy where Zan is approaching one of these aliens. He's like, "No, no, get back! No, 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 no. <laughs> like, get back!" Damn it. Please tell these people. I can't help them without translator microbes. Yeah, I can't.
0: They can't communicate, and you don't want to put the translator microbes in. But how? We can't help you
1: otherwise. And she's like, "Well, no, it's no." It's, it's against the rules. The fact that I've broken them is already bad enough. Yeah. And so, then somebody comes in missing a leg. i oh, right. <laughs> I'm gonna help that person. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, it's like, I'll try my best. Come on,
0: take Come. him to her apothecary where they can, yeah, work on him. So. And Nyala reckons that they should, in theory, be able to repair the generator mm-hmm. on her ship before they're all incapacitated. Yeah. But she need, needs information about where they are within the wormhole. So Crichton is going to go and get it. He's going to hop out in his module and go and collect data.
1: And I like that Aaron's like, could I have a word with him for a second? Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure. Crazy, since birth, suicidal. Pick that up later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you, do you think this will work? It's like out of options, do you trust her. It's like, look, we need to get out of here. This is the only thing that we've got right
1: now. And I like that Aaron says, you're a bit too excited about these wormholes. Like, this seems to be more than just survival. And John's like, look, this is what Scorpion was after. Scorpion's is dead. It could be either a weapon or a tool, and let's get there first. Aaron is like, yeah, let's get there first. Alive.
0: Yeah, John's running off into this a little too quickly.
1: I mean, it's the only option, but it's the way he's uh, yeah exactly is what is what's setting aeronauts off it's like
0: somewhat recklessly and just all in pursuit of the wormhole knowledge or how wormholes work yep rather than concerned about you know saving the lives of people here and the people you care about and your friends so meanwhile i mean we have a cutaway to zan who couldn't save that alien as she was treating it's mm-hmm. like i'm sorry i've i tried does a little blessing over his corpse Does the serpent show up then
1: again? Actually, off screen he does. Yeah, so there's there's a wind blowing and Zan looking concerned, and it's pretty clear that's the serpent. Yeah. That she saw.
0: Zan's like looking at it, somewhat resigned, of like, yep, that's my fate. (laughs) Yep, there is me death. And Niala is giving Crichton a position recorder, which is like a bundle of silver tubes. And says, right, it's
1: weird, but it looks cool.
0: I appreciate I mean, the risk you're taking. Although, like, he says, all right, I'm going to go out in my module. Uh, here it is. Shows her the module. And she's like, Are you, is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's more like, is this some sort of jest? And it's like, no, mm-hmm. look, this is my module. It's got yes, it,
1: parts. Yes, it gets jammed up in wormholes. It just needs some, you know, data to actually steer this thing.
0: Yeah. And She's like, well alright, I guess, There you go, you need to take images which should be uh, with this thing which should be able to tell us where we are in the wormhole. And says, well, I appreciate the risk you're taking for all of this. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> in Pilot's den... Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Pilot is out of it, you know, he's unconscious still, and has been for I think they say over an arm at that yeah. point because still overloaded, still a lot of pain. Yeah,
1: but luckily Aaron can uh, open the hangar bay door so yeah. jump and get out. And Stark is also there.
0: Yeah, Stark's there, kind of looking after the pilot a little bit, and then Aaron comes in, does the things like, don't worry, I don't know how to do this. Stark gets right up close to her, and like, really close to her.
1: Yeah, and uncomfortably
0: close. And Aaron is like, What are you doing? And Stark says, You're
1: very pretty. It's like, oh, Okay. Oh, that's, that's that dark core he was talking about. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, and Aaron's like, Yes, but I'm not sad we're going to save san stark so yeah back off yeah but, i mean she doesn't say the last bit but it's like yeah we'll get her out of here and put her in
0: the soil she needs to heal and stark then does you know back up a
1: bit and does disappears out of frame
0: yeah i like how emotionally aware eren is actually in this episode yes she immediately is like okay i'm not Zan. we'll we'll save her she'll be okay she realizes that that's why he's acting out cuz he's scared of that and is that darkness in him. Mm-hmm. But Aaron is able to recognize that and doesn't just immediately punch him in the face. I mean, would have been a fair response. I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. And maybe like uh, season one. She absolutely would have. She'd still
1: be justified, but oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like how she's using a more subtle approach. <laughs> if you don't back off, just realize that I could kick your ass in a fight.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just so you know. So yeah,
1: but she is, she doesn't say that, but I, I, I mean, we know
0: that about, about her yeah um but um so she's able to get the hangar doors open and you know so that's okay and jonathan can hop out now meanwhile in the uh, alien ship kreetago the male is talking to another female who is uh, called shrina mm-hmm. and i think she, she's bluer and a little bit smaller than the other one and she says to him that the generator is leaking i you know i don't want to die from the exposure to all this radiation or what's coming out of it
1: yeah, apparently somebody needs to repair it or something.
0: Yeah, they need to get in there to fix it, but if she goes in there, you know, she'll die from the radiation. But he says, the information on this ship must be saved no
1: matter the cost. Yeah, and sacrifices have to be made.
0: Yeah, and so the, then she opens a valve, and that's when the scene cuts away. It's just a and little little aside there.
1: I like how he says, well, so sacrifices have to be made. By you.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> not by me. It. Like, no, I'm not going to make sacrifices. I'm the captain, I don't, or whatever role he's in. I don't. He's some sort of command role higher up than them. It,
1: reminds, like... it reminds me of something Sarah from the Dragon Age Inquisition says at some point. Like, yeah, it, when you mention to her, well, sometimes sacrifices have to be made. She's like, yeah, it's always the people higher up deciding that the people at the bottom need to make sacrifices. All
0: right, so next scene is jewel and rigel in the cargo bay jewel's still alive yeah why, why yeah. was she in this part if she's just i don't know she seems fine like i said maybe they were just sick of her shit <laughs> i don't know maybe we'll find out wait and see I guess. I guess um but she says how did her cousins die who were in the other parts yeah and uh rigel's about to tell her
1: well one of them Died when the pod accidentally opened, uh and the other one died when John had a bra- had a brain she had a wax in, slaps her eyes on the back, S- brainstorm, brainstorm, yes, 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 a brainstorm, brainstorm about something. And uh yeah, that that was really um uh all all, all really bad. But uh hey, uh how how are you doing? <laughs> she says it way more smoothly than I just did. She just rolls into the next <laughs> sentence like, like that's exactly what Rigah wanted to say.
0: Yeah. And Jewel, but Jewel's like, okay, what are you not telling her? And she says, we're in a crisis here. So either shut up, help out, or go back to sleep. <laughs> and Jewel is like, I won't be spoken to that way by some alley whore.
1: That's a, that's <laughs> a, that's a, that's a direct quote. And like just says, <laughs> like, how does she know that about you? And, oh, it's like Jewel
0: is definitely the stuck-up uh, high society person. Type yeah. of character.
1: Like, she has to have been a princess. That yeah,
0: or some sort of equivalent.
1: <laughs> Did you spot the little visual comedy at the very end of this scene? Go on. Where Chiana, she's like, uh, as she's apparently eating something, she's like, mm-hmm. and she starts pulling something out of her mouth. Did oh, you notice? Yeah. But because <laughs> it takes a while, it's like that has to be one of Jules' hairs, because it's clearly a long hair she's pulling out.
0: Yeah, I would say it as a really long hair. You know whose hair I think it was? Because it comes immediately after like the Ali Haw comment. I think it's Jothy's. because <laughs> no. they're in the food hall where they they're... were eating. Oh, where that... they were making, you know. Oh, that would have been even. Oh,
1: I, I no, I think that's had what it, had it was. It accepted, had canon accepted. I don't. I mean, Rigel does actually mention like, yeah, "Did you know this?" <laughs> Talking to Jill, did you know this one made love with the uh, with her lover's son? <laughs> it's
0: like, oh. shut up, Rachel,
1: because John
0: comes in. Like, clips him around the ears, like, shut up, buckwheat. You want to get off this
1: anything.
0: Okay, come on, I need help. <laughs> yeah, so he drags Rigel with him uh, to go out in the module to operate the picture-taking thing. He doesn't really need him,
1: <laughs> I don't think. I mean, it's probably too much. John probably needs to have his hands on the control. I guess so, yeah. To prevent him from basically just slapping against the wall of things. <laughs> he's like, well, Rigel can push... Spread out over several dimensions.
0: Yeah. Well, Rigel can push a button to take some photos. I
1: guess. Yeah. yeah. He's capable of that at least. Yeah. Push but push button to make to make camera work. Yeah.
0: Uh, so they go out in Fastgate one and start taking some readings. So he's we get some CG shots of the module inside wormhole, mm-hmm. uh, zooming around and Rigel and Crichton are inside taking pictures. A lot of turbulence
1: and then Rigel turns the thing on and everything's. Suddenly starts going smoothly. They just sit there, and just like, what is this?
0: John's like, it's the it's the calm waters, you know, There's the smooth sailing part. It's like, this could take us anywhere if we knew where we were going.
1: Yeah, and it, this is like the holy grail. If you know how this works, you can do something the universe shouldn't be able to do.
0: Mm. So we go back inside Moya, and we see uh, Dargo, who's still pulling cables out in the neural cluster, and um, Aaron has gone to see him. And she says, well, Pilot's been unconscious for an arm.
1: You really don't need to keep ripping out the wiring. <laughs> it's like, well, why didn't anybody tell me? And Aaron <laughs> responds like, well, because I think it's about more than just the uh, ripping.
0: Not so much to do with Pilot, is it? That's what I mean. Like, Aaron is very emotionally aware in this episode. Yeah. Like, she's able to get through to what's actually going on.
1: And I like that Dargo just, like, puts his hand on, uh, on a platform there and just lowers the head. Is like, I'm sorry. Yeah, and he he says he's still angry. He's angry with himself because
0: he can almost forgive Chiana.
1: Yeah, and I like how Aaron then just asks the question, like, well, why don't you?
0: And she's like, how can I trust Chiana again after she did that to me and broke my heart? And then he says, you know, can you trust Crichton again?
1: And that sentence I find incredibly interesting.
0: Because
1: mm. suddenly as like, hang on a second. The reason Aaron is backpedaling on that relationship Might not just be because she doesn't want to be compromised like that, being like, can't focus. It could also be the fact that she doesn't, she's not entirely sure if she can trust John again. I mean, Scorpius is still in there. Yeah. And that's what got her killed. Yeah, the fir- exactly. So I can completely see her being like, I'm not entirely sure if I can trust him anymore, like I used to.
0: And she doesn't directly answer or say I can't trust Crichton or whatever, but she says, well, he trusts the aliens, but Wormholes seem to blind him to a lot of things.
1: Virgo <laughs> says, well, at least he's got a hobby.
0: <laughs> I do like that. Is It's a great exchange between the two of them, like giving that insight into those relationships. It's really mm-hmm. nice. And then the serpent shoots past them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> a really cool looking serpent, might I add. It goes Holy by for shit. That's cool. design. It
0: goes by very quickly, and there's like a through the shaft in the middle. And they're like, "Oh, okay, that that serpent Zan was seeing is not hallucination. No, that's real. That's real. Yeah, no, that's not a vision." So, <laughs> and we cut back to Rigel and Crichton in the module, and Rigel says, "What are we doing here? Since we're just taking images." And he's like, like, well,
1: you need to know how deep the crap is before you dig out.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, we could escape, couldn't we? We could get out of here. Just go through one of those openings and leave. And Quentin's like, doesn't it ever bother you, like, being selfish? <laughs> and what does he like, say? He's, no, it's, first of all, it's self-preservation, and no, it doesn't. <laughs> of course it is. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> John says, what about our, our friends? It's like, friends, we all were brought together against our will, and we're just making the best of the bad situation. We all want to go home.
1: Yeah, we're we- just waiting to screw each other over. I'm like, oh, well, that's- good to hear that's how you think
0: about everybody, Rigel. I mean, earlier on in the se- in Farscape Season 1 and 2, certainly Season 1, they were just a bunch of people who were thrown together
1: against their will. Yeah, but, but- even then, they were like, okay, we stand a better chance if we stick together, together, yeah. work together. Halfway through the first season, they were at the point like, okay, for better or for worse, we need to work together, and we're yeah. not going to screw each other over. Mm. So that's just not. That's just going to make everything worse.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like they have become a family of sorts, even though they still have arguments and still don't all
1: get on all the time. <laughs> I mean, what family
0: true. does? Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I guess that ena- eno- analogy. <laughs> Rigel's the racist uncle. Yes, I think we've said that before. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, the, the crappy uncle, the creepy uncle. I think racist uncle is maybe the better that description as well. right
0: now. I mean, all of those things. But yeah, it's funny because Rigel still sees them as they were when they started out, really. Ignoring all the growth they've done together because Rigel hasn't really been a part of that because he's too self-interested. Yes. Yeah, you know, if we want to use a D&D analogy, he's like that, you know, everyone has that player. That oh, the, yes. who picks the drow or something. And they're like, no, I am i don't get on with these people. I, I steal from them when they're not looking. And everyone else at the group is like, oh, come, come on, dude, really?
1: <laughs> can he see me? No. Okay, I steal from him. What? No, you can't, you can't see me. You can't stop me. He's like, oh, God, can I just slash him? Well, the character doesn't know that you just got stolen by, and it's not really in character, so no.
0: Yeah, that's right, Joel. You know what I do with those people? What's that? Kick him out of me group. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what they've. Tr- that's why Rigel has been like this close to being
1: kicked out of yeah.
0: Moya several times.
1: It's like there's a few situations the whole group is okay with it, and it's played up for laughs, and eventually everything is compensated. Then it's fine. But <laughs> if it's and, clear that the player is just trying to win D anD D, there's the door. Get out. Come back when you can play nice.
0: Exactly. And they should do stuff. that
1: with Rigel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's been too many issues now. It's like get out. I mean we do still love to watch him be that character because it is entertaining but
1: speaking of being that character oh yeah so <laughs> as they reach uh, an exit uh, Rigel's just like no you don't get to make that choice for me I'm like no and you don't get to make that choice for John but anyway uh, yeah. and he starts pushing buttons and John's like no stop that stop and they drop out of the wormhole yeah
0: and they're like, oh, crap, we have to get back in. Um, intercut with that, actually, is a scene with Zan and Pilot. And mm. she's uh, cradling his head. He's still unconscious, or barely conscious. Yeah. And Stark says, you know, so masterful with him. She's like, I'm just, I'm just a servant. You know, I'm just doing my job. You have to take my place to minister these
1: souls aboard this ship. And Once I'm gone. And he's you.
0: like, I don't think I can.
1: <laughs> like, you're asking me to do that while I love you. Mm. and she responds like why do you think i ask you that if you weren't if you didn't mean that and more to me
0: yeah oh these two oh it's so sad they're, so,
1: they're such a cute couple mm. <laughs>
0: man it is really sad scene so then yeah bridal takes john out of the wormhole and john's like all right, that's enough of this. And he just punch or like elbows uh, Rigel
1: in the face repeatedly, multiple times. Ah, oh, that's so cathartic. Yeah, and I so, love Rigel, but sometimes it's just the asshole you love to hate and love to see <laughs> him get punched in the frailing face.
0: Yeah, and he does it m- many times. And like green goop starts coming out of Rigel's nose, and he says, holding his face, he's like, "You broke my nose."
1: <laughs> and and just like. You don't have a nose; you just have nose slits. <laughs> it's like you've hurt me for the last time, Crichton. You've attacked. Yeah. You brought it on yourself, Buckwheat. Yeah. And John does manage to get the ship back into the wormhole. Yeah. Buckle.
0: Gets back into the like, wormhole. God uh, damn it, Rangel. Nearly ruined everything. Yeah. And they get gets caught in the docking web because that's why Sam was trying to wake Pilot up to you know deploy the docking web to get Crichton back and. Aaron and Zan are in command with uh, Neela and asking about the serpent that they saw. is like, okay, what is this? What's
1: going on? I think asking is not the right word for this. Eren is holding her arm and her head almost against uh, one of their consoles, which are kind of spiky. And it's like, <laughs> okay, why did you tell us about the serpent? Interrogation.
0: Uh, yes, that's probably the right <laughs> word for it. She well, I'm not trying to hurt no, I could have very easily killed, or- killed us all. but um, Because she steps back and her frills or guilt-like flare out. And yeah. she says there's enough poison spines in here to kill all of you. But I haven't done that, so I'm clearly not
1: trying to kill you and I'm working with you, proving no,
0: I, my intentions.
1: I, I love that she's also so frail and condescending. She's like, and I try to tell this to simple... just give try to give information to simple minds and this is how you respond. I'm like... Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> That's showing your colors. And she mentions that she didn't know that the serpent would show up. Yeah. Otherwise, she would have told him about it. And it probably barely knows they're there. It's at fine. All. Don't it's fine. fine. Don't worry what about it. Screaming are Gianna and Jewel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, And Gianna's like, there's like a serpent. And I tried tuning it, and it's like, it's, and they say, it's fine. It's fine. They probably ca- it probably doesn't know we're here. Jewel and Chiana both look back, <laughs> because they're seeing them from the back uh, as they back into the room. They just both look back and see among the white pipes that are going through the <laughs> Ch- uh, Boy, I just- the serpent arrive, and both Chiana and Aaron just pull their guns and shoot at it, and it seems to fizzle out of existence, goes translucent and, and moves away. And all this while, Jules starts screaming, <laughs> melting parts of the defense screen. I'm glad that's still there. Yeah, continuity. And as she's screaming and the thing is still gone, and she keeps screaming, we get a shot. I love this. Of Aaron and behind her, Zan, and both in sync. <laughs> they look annoyed at Jewel. They turn their heads like, oh, god damn it. Woman, shut up. And Jenna just puts her hand over Jules' mouth. It's just... The visual comedy in this scene it is really good. <laughs> Beautiful. First, Jana and Jules just looking together and then San and Aaron looking in sync. <laughs> is
0: great, yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, the serpent's still a problem and definitely knows they're there. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then after that scene, we get uh, Dargo and Stark meeting up in one of the access corridors. There's actually steam coming out of the walls. And yeah. um, it's like there's been a lot of like tilting the the camera of this episode actually in the shots yeah. of like things like tilting to the side when when you go like down a corridor or like just mm-hmm. little tilts to show like a bit of tension maybe or like something is
1: up or and, just the fact that the ship is probably rocking
0: yeah it's just like a little bit of interesting bit of direction they did and it's not too distracting actually i was just realized we hadn't mentioned it so there you go but they meet in the corridor dargo and stark and they say okay systems are failing everywhere junctions are frying you know things are getting worse
1: yeah and dargo is first angry at the fact that Uh, Pilot is doing his job and Stark's like, look, this isn't Pilot. this is Moyen. He opens a panel. This is happening all across
0: the ship. She's dying. Yeah, the wormhole's killing her. Meanwhile, Zan has gone to see Rigel, or Rigel's in her apothecary I think, picking up a a little knife and some
1: poisons or something. mm -hmm. Basically, he's getting ready to kill Crichton. And I like that Zan walks in and is like, Rigel, do you still want to be Dominar? I
0: Um, am Dominar.
1: (laughs) Do you want to sit back on a throne again?
0: Not not a thrown sled. <laughs>
1: yeah, not a thrown sled. Like, yes. Then maybe not kill John.
0: And it's like, well, they won't know I did it. And it's like,
1: yes, but you would. You would. Yeah. Despite what you say to the others, I still see the light in you.
0: There's a bit of good
1: in you. Which and... signals to me that Zana's hallucinating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But um, Rigel does put the uh, knife down and he says, you know, have I ever told you that I appreciate your counsel? And she says, well, you have by accepting it whenever I give it to you.
1: I love that. I love that she says, like, you don't have to thank me. I I, I already know.
0: Yeah. All right. So now that they've come back from the little excursion, Crichton is... Looking through the images that were captured by the
1: device yeah. while they're out he's, in the wormhole. He's basically holding the device and looking into one little hole and seeing flashes of different cultures and <laughs> species going by.
0: A lot of which are from previous episodes of Jet yes.
1: <laughs> yes, they are. There's quite a few scenes that I recognize. I'm I think like, I, oh, I saw. We've been, some- there. we've been there.
0: I think I saw there's like Shadow Depository and I think I saw something from Jeremiah Crichton as well.
1: There's the one from where they're on that planet where Darkness or Bliss. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty sure there's the the face of the guy we saw in only one episode, uh, oh, one in, scene in the one with uh, the older Luxon woman. Oh,
0: in Vitas Mortis*. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, it's funny because they're just reusing all that old stuff. But uh, uh-huh. so he starts there's, there's looking. A few new things in there. Yeah. Pretty so he starts looking through it, and it starts flicking through them uh, mm-hmm. like a slideshow, and then it transitions quite neatly, actually, from that slideshow into the slideshow flicking through on a big movie screen. Yeah, and, and in the dark, and John is sitting on the hood of a car, and
1: Harvey is in the front seat. <laughs> so he's gone inside his head. And, and, is, and if you look closely to the right of the car, there's a little stand that you'd you usually get oh, in yeah, drive-ins.
0: yeah. It would have, like, the speakers or, like, headphones so you could listen to it. <laughs> and Harvey is most
1: indignant ever. Like, <laughs> he's like, I resent you calling me here on a whim. Uh, <laughs> John's like, I could put you back in the garbage again. get <laughs> He says, Yeah, if you don't like it,
0: I can put you back in the dumpster. And it like.
1: And the dumpster is left. It, it's the left of the. It, it cuts out a bit. And then there's a the dumpster on the left. And it just opens its. It opens the door. just opens like. So
0: it burps, like.
1: <laughs> so I laughed out loud when it's I so saw good. it. Like, I mean,
0: it's inside John's head, so we can get away with anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's like. It's <laughs> like. Uh. nice visual of that (laughs) Uh, it's really funny and so Harvey's upset at being there but then crying out starts asking him a question he says okay do you think Scorpius is alive undoubtedly if he is then the wormhole technology is the center of a brand new research facility and (laughs) John says if he masters wormhole technology
1: what will he use it for and Harvey just says faster delivery of pizzas (laughs) 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 it's almost like I imagine John can make him say the truth I don't think so. But I do like that it's like to deliver pizzas faster. What do you think, you idiot?
0: Well, no, it. it, Yeah, something
1: like that. That's pretty much what he's implying. Scorpius doesn't think John is that stupid.
0: Well, I mean, I like that John is rubbing off on Harvey. You know, it's like faster delivery of pizzas. I guess
1: just sifting through a lot of dirt in John's mind.
0: (laughs) But then he says only one ship can survive. Probably the separation, so it's either going to be Moya or the uh, alien research vessel.
1: And Harvey's like, well,
0: Moya will be missed. Then he gets up out of the car and is like, can't stand this. I can't believe, did you call me here to talk you out of your guilt? It's like, no. And he's like, I can't believe you would choose a beast of burden over a vessel of science. So you should take the wormhole technology and call it a day because Moya and Pilot are going to die
1: anyway. Yeah, and I long for the garbage.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a great scene between him and Harvey. I love it.
1: And it reminded me, Harvey might not be in control anymore. No. But he's still the devil on the shoulder.
0: Yep. Just talking to him.
1: And still, uh, whenever he lets him out of the garbage, he can whisper in John's ear.
0: Yep. Of course, then we have to have the scene of discussing which ship is going to survive. Yep. And uh, it's all the crew in the uh, cargo bay. And you've got, you know, Dago, Zan, Aaron, John, and the aliens.
1: Jules even there. Jules
0: there, yeah. And uh, Nyala says that, okay, after the separation, we can separate, but one vessel goes into the portal and has a chance of surviving, goes out the other side, and the other hits the wall that goes through to normal space and gets disintegrated.
1: Yeah, basically just gets ripped to pieces, almost certainly.
0: Zan is like, no, you can't do this to Moya. Like, the Moya and pilot are living beings. You can't yeah. You can't do that to them.
1: And, ah. and Dargo's like, it's easy. Just take all the data from the ship, store it here on Moya, and we'll take Moya out. But that doesn't actually work, because apparently the entire alien ship is one computer, one chip, so they can't really s- store that yeah. on a floppy disk or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Rigel and Crichton both say, well, we have to leave Moya. And Zan's like, how desperate are you for the wormhole
1: technology? As like, that's not fair. Dago says, you're putting your obsession above the lives of your friends. And Stark also chimes in, like, what are you doing? What the hell? And they're not wrong. I think that... Any other moment John would have fought tooth and nail to save Moya. He was prepared to sacrifice his life at several times just yeah, to save Moya. Yeah. Now it's like he doesn't want to sacrifice the ship with data.
0: Well, it's like it it's that thing coming up with Harvey's influence of like talking on his shoulder a bit of yeah, these are all your friends, but this is a concrete chance to go home. And we've and seen to we've seen Scorpius.
1: And yes. Harvey's also talking that into his ear. Yeah. That's and, why, that's probably why he said that Scorpius is still alive.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, we've seen John struggle with that before. And so it's not hugely out of character, but it is something that the crew is like, what the hell, man? Mm-hmm. That's not okay. What about, what about all of us? Like Aaron said, he's a little bit blinded because of his obsession with wormholes.
1: Yeah. And again, beautiful little visual comedy. At some point, I, I can't remember why exactly, Jewel chimes in and... She's rather indignant about like I have no intention of dying for this stupid ship and blah 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 blah. And then they hit another wave and she just falls over a crate. It's like ah. <laughs> You look in the background. She just walks away. There's a shake and she just falls over haphazardly legs into the air over a crate. There. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just beautiful little visual comedy in the back. All right. So and then everyone
0: else leaves. But then Rigel says to Joel like Do you want to know what really happened to your
1: cousins? God. Oh. Frelling. damn it, Rigel! <laughs> Note that this is a the theme of the episode. Yes. Moments where, where we can up the damn it, Rigel count. I mean, we've not been keeping track because there's too many of them. Clearly, I, it's, it's I so think many. this is the heaviest.
0: Yeah, most damn it, Rigel's per minute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn not it, Rigel heavy episode. So we don't. I mean, we don't actually see him explain. We don't. I mean, we don't need to. But
1: no, because you know exactly what he says. Yeah, I but, still don't get what he gets out of this. So it's like, oh wait, no. No, he gets back at Crichton. Yeah, <laughs> Just,
0: even despite Zan saying, you know, don't kill him. He's still getting No, back no, no,
1: back. no, no. He's not killing him. Jewel is. Yeah, and also it, yeah. that's completely different hats. Completely <laughs> different. Completely in no different ways That's safe. He's not responsible no. in any way for John's death. No, at no all. not at all. No, 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 <sighs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, froggy man. asshole.
0: Yep. So then the next scene from that actually is Zan and Chiana in a corridor oh, and Chiana says she feels guilty because she loves Pilot and Moya but she doesn't want to die here. I like if she feels bad about that. It's like I she's considering leaving them even though she loves Pilot and Moya so much and is really broken up about it. Yeah, she feels bad for putting her own survival first. But Zan says it's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with think making decision with your heart but in this last few moments we have use your head to console your soul or something like that
1: yeah to, to make certain for your soul that it's the right choice yeah or something like that the real wording is way prettier than what we're yeah but the, how we're <laughs> butchering it <him> right now
0: <laughs> but it's like it's okay you can think with your heart and it's, it's fine I, it's
1: okay you feel
0: that way you know
1: i, lo- I love that Shanna is crying over the fact it's like i'm being selfish and i hate it yeah, exactly. Especially for Chiana, that's mm, that's a big passive. deal. And also the fact, like, yes, I want to live, which is inherently, of course, not wrong. Yeah. But the fact that you're feeling guilty over the fact that you're not prepared to sacrifice yourself to help a friend—that's a c- complex emotion, to <laughs> sta- emotional state. Oh to yes, be it, in. It, Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's like there's no good answer there. No wrong no, answer really? to be yeah. more specific.
0: Mm. Oof, yeah, and they hug and are uh, crying and yeah, wow, very powerful. So, we go to see Aaron and Crichton in a cargo bay and he says, mm-hmm. everything's blown. Like, Moya's not in a good
1: in- good way. And even Aaron's like, if it wasn't Moya, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. The only reason, how bad it is.
0: The only reason they're even considering it is because of how much they care about Moya.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Pilot and... Yeah, that really, I mean, that sums up that whole debate about which one to go with,
1: and Aaron's like, okay, so uh, I'll go check out that that area. Yeah, and uh, John continues in the cargo bay,
0: and then he's you know looking around at some stuff, trying to see what's up. Read
1: something. Yeah, all alone.
0: And uh, Jewel enters carrying a pulse rifle with red hair. Yeah. So we said she had red hair before, but we went like. Ginger, you know, like orangey, orangey yeah. hair. This is like candy apple red hair. Yes, and this isn't just like a makeup goof because John like turns and looks at her while she's pointing the gun at him, and he points it. He's like, "Your hair? What? It's red now. What?
1: What's going on?" And also, what are you doing with that rifle? Yeah. You're not planning on bang. Oh boy! <laughs> and no she, she is. She misses wildly. She's, she's a terrible shot. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like so, this, this is clearly somebody who is. Worked with their mind, never with their hands.
0: Yeah, well, if she's a member of the, you know, elite class, you know, that's what sebations are for, shooting people.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> actually what she says. She's like, she's a, a member of the elite class, and she's angry at John for basically that they tapped uh, one of her cousins just for his brain. brain fluids.
0: Yeah, he had 16 advanced degrees, and you used him for a little bit of brain fluid. You, blah, 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 blah and shooting, and John dives behind the table and sort of hides and then comes back up with a pulse pistol pointing it at her. She shoots again and misses and behind John is the ship, remember, that they yeah. captured, the mysterious ship uh, that they got mm-hmm. in the previous episode which had the force field around it, they couldn't get into it and it like goes through a little bit of the force field. It's weird.
1: Hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's something blows up and then Dargo from behind just well, the, Dargo, what happens is Dargo comes in and tongues her from behind. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that wording.
0: <laughs> Look, that's what happens, okay? He it's not what get your minds out of the gutter, you filthy <laughs> filthy people. No, he flicks his tongue at her and knocks her out.
1: Yeah. That's
0: better <laughs> <laughs> And then Dargo is like, Okay, ship is falling apart, I'm dealing with you know Sharna and stuff. This
1: woman's trying to kill you.
0: Just lock her up
1: <laughs> I love this delivery, it's like First of all, Dargos like, "Hey, did you see what happened to the ship?" And John's like, "No, I was looking at the pulse rifle. <laughs> it was pointing at my head, and it's like there's a tiny little area in the fort. There we go, and now it's off." Okay, John. I thought you were good with women. Puts his arm around John's like, I- "Usually I am." Okay, so we're in the shitter. Moya's dying. We're stuck in a wormhole. Chiana had sex with my son. There's a woman trying to kill you, so please, for for the love of God, will you just lock her up? Yeah, we don't need to deal with this as
0: well. Just yeah. put her away. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. That delivery from Dargo is great. So good. <laughs> it's like, I've had enough
1: of this crap. Let's
0: just get, get please out please of here. Just,
1: please, just put her in a cell and forget about this problem for a moment.
0: Yeah. Right, so... And uh, the next scene is back with the uh, aliens, Niala and Shrina, who is the uh, younger female one, who's, she's, like I said, her coloring's a lot more blue, so you mm-hmm. can tell them apart. And, um, she says, well, I don't enjoy sending you to your death to fix the reactor.
1: But I'm definitely not going to do it myself.
0: <laughs> she says, but my family is like, I'll tell them that you thought of them right to the end. And the crew of Moya must not know your true mission.
1: Yeah. And it's like, oh, hey, what? <laughs> what? I will distract them. I'm like, pardon? I feel These scenes weren't making any sense, but they're making enough sense now that I don't like it.
0: Yeah, something's up. Like I said, it's part one of two, and we're very near the end here, so they're leaving something for, uh, yeah. for part two. So, like, you know, ulterior motives, and they have seen a little bit shady and a little bit untrustworthy, and definitely. Self interested. I mean, yeah.
1: They're also they also know not a lot about wormholes and have technology to use it, which puts them almost on par with the ancients.
0: Mm, a little bit, yeah. Or at least, or they're a research vessel, so they may have may not be quite up there, but
1: no. But I mean, they're farther along than a lot of other species.
0: Mm, definitely. Uh, so then Niala goes to see everyone else and says, uh, "There's no way we can repair all the damage that's happened." And then there's another big shake, and Aaron's like, "Right, that's it." we have to abandon moya there's nothing we can do yeah choice has been made for us
1: and, and zan at that point is also knocked unconscious by the shaking so
0: now everyone starts to reflect on this decision um, so dargo actually sees Chiana, who's she's kneeling down i think crying oh no. and she says so it's like i can't take you back but i can't leave you alone
1: in pain you hurt me and those wounds might never heal but i i still want to be there for you when you need me.
0: Yeah, it's like you said
1: earlier, there's a part of him
0: that can almost forgive Chiana. So there's clearly some part of him that still cares, even though she's betrayed him this way. You mm-hmm. know, That's the thing, relationships are not straightforward, it's a com- complex set of feelings for both people. Yep. And that's, and oh god,
1: Foskip does a very good job of sharing mm. that. Very good. I, I'm a bit sad that it. they didn't have a few more episodes where Dargos, just like Really, really mad. Mad, because I think that period could have lasted a bit longer. But aside from that, I'm I'm glad that it it normalizes to some degree. That it it lessens. Mm. So next we cut to a scene with Niala and Aaron on the bridge, talking. And Niala asks Aaron, like, "Officer Son, have you ever been involved in someone's death?"
0: Yeah, and Aaron says, "Yes, I have." Niala says, "Well, this is my first time."
1: Then Aaron asks, do you know your crew well, using the past tense? I'm like, sorry, what? I'm assuming the crew of her that died. From- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yes, I did.
0: It was well enough to be bolstered by their memory and to do it for them. Yes. But like we saw that scene earlier, it was like, they must not know our true motives. There's something uh, else going on here. Yeah, there's, there's something. We, I, and we will find out next episode because there's just one more scene left. And that is with Crichton in Pilot's Den. So we go to see Crichton. He's sitting there. In front of Pilot, in front of the little console. Of course, the you know, Pilot's still barely conscious, mm-hmm. and it's very somber, kind of music. Like we have to leave Moya, we have to leave. And he's looking through the pictures from the wormhole that in the through the device again. Yeah,
1: and he's, and he's talking to Pilot, being like, "Look, I'm sorry, you won't be able to join us for these things, and I'm sorry."
0: He says, "I'm sorry about all of this," and and he does. Then he drops the title. He says. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know, lots of things we could have done, should have done, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) should have said, we don't have the time now. And he's looking through the pictures from the wormhole, flicking through them. I flicks past one that's in black and white very quickly, and then he's like, wait.
1: And mentally,
0: he flicks back. And it's
1: the three stooges. And I'm like, hang on a second. It's like TV broadcast. And it's like, that has to be fake. No. That's what I'm taking. No, no. What? Why? What <laughs> the? No, Be- what? <laughs> I-, I know what you're thinking, because you're like, oh, oh, we passed Earth. I or- passed Earth. Or there's a way back to Earth through wormholes. Yes. Because that's how we got here. I know. I know. I'm not entirely sure if that image was correct, because all the other images we've seen have been of things that he's already experienced. Not all of them. Like, it's... Not oh, most of them.
0: I think I'm overthinking this.
1: But we do know that they're not to
0: be trusted, so. Yeah, but no, but he went out and took pictures. This isn't like from their device. Oh no, you are overthinking the hell out of this. Oh yeah, probably. Like (laughs) (laughs) sometimes the Three Stooges are just the Three Stooges, okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. (sighs) Bursting my bubble.
0: (laughs) Well, it's like that's why he's so obsessed with wormholes, or at least partially why. And so he gets that image of like a TV broadcast that must have been picked up by something or whatever it. Is, however, the device works, and it's like, okay,
1: why would I, anybody want to watch the Street Stooges? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. I think kidding. I think they're I going for. That.
0: I think they're going for like the sci-fi trope of you know, like you've seen the beginning of Contact. The film where like it pulls back from Earth and you hear like the radio broadcast getting older ah, yeah, and older. Yeah, yeah. It's like something that's gone out far enough to be picked up, and it's a broadcast of the Three Stooges. Right, yeah, that makes sense. And so he's got that little bit of hope of like, oh, maybe there is a way back. And then the serpent shows up, which we
1: now see in full glory. And holy oh, shit, that thing is cool.
0: It looks really good. It's it's CG. It's not. Um, apparently, bit of background info. Apparently, it was there were talks of making like close up. Uh, puppet head for it but they decided not to ultimately I'm glad it didn't
1: yeah cuz it looks awesome
0: it would have been jarring to have those two things and it's it's like red and black and segmented and it's got like a unhinging jaw at the front and yeah like,
1: it's like a three, three three-sided fronted. maw yeah Just the teeth all the way down in his, into its throat
0: and it sort of swims around and like goes after John John jumps out the way lands on the edge
1: there's not so much land as grabs onto the edge of the walkway out of Pilot's Den. Yeah. And he, he's just hanging there with the servant lurk, lurking over him. And then he's like just yelling, like, help, help, and then do
0: we continue?
1: Yep, that's where we
0: end it. Because it's part one of two. That was uh, coulda, woulda, shoulda, part one of Self-Inflicted
1: Wounds. Yep. Well, all right, what do we think of that episode? I thought it was pretty good overall. It's pretty good actually, I liked it. Mm. There's like good character moments, cool CG worm, Cool CG shots of space, wormhole space. I think that's the mo- the biggest highlights. The thing I didn't like was the techno babble and a few things yeah. that I just couldn't keep track of what the whole was- thing was with the um, generator and everything. I'm like, yes, this is interesting, but be- be- yes, this is probably relevant eventually. But because I have zero frame for this, yeah. it's just gibberish to me right now. And that's yeah, that's I agree. Not that- the best way of approaching it.
0: There was definitely a lot of that, and it was kind of hard to keep track uh, the first time through. It was definitely something that is better with a repeated watching. But even so, doing the podcast, it's like I uh, had to go like check synopsis for what some of this stuff actually was doing. Yeah, it was so. it was not entirely clear, and that's yeah, that's definitely a mark against the episode. But mm-hmm. like I said, like narratively, I think it all worked. It's just that those bits where they talk about here's this thing and here's this thing, and it's like okay, no, hang on, slow, slow down, s- excuse me.
1: I yeah. have questions. Well, you... There's there, there scenes here that, that, that don't have any framework for me. Yet. No. <sighs> yeah, like
0: the important things are like the ships are merged. One of them is breaking down and they need to separate and the reactor needs to come back online. And it's mm-hmm. like... Anyway. But yeah, overall, pretty good episode and a lot of good character moments in this. Good humor. Good too. humor as well. Uh, it's funny because in um, Sons and Lovers, in the previous episode, like the plot and the character moments that were happening that we like between jothy and chiana and dargo they felt very divorced from each other mm-hmm. so that's kind of why it felt more disjointed we didn't give it such a high rating in this episode though i felt like they merged much more naturally yes. together
1: they're very much part of what's happening uh, on the ship and with the ship
0: which is definitely a much better uh, way of doing things oh, yeah. yeah so where do you want to rate this
1: I'm thinking 4 out of 5. Yeah, sounds good. I would agree with that, 4 out of 5. There are tiny things that change, and there's nothing that completely blows me off the socks, but it's a very good episode still.
0: Yeah, very much so. And it's, it's like I said, it's that nice merger of just something like a problem of the week with character moments that have been built up over the series. Yeah, and
1: also clearly we're getting into the main plot again. Yeah, exactly. Like with wormholes. wormholes.
0: Even though, like, the situation is like, oh, we crashed in, into a thing. It's like, but it ties into wormholes and all these other things it's yeah definitely much more of what i want to see so yeah mm-hmm. four out of five sounds good to me okay. all right so that was part one mm-hmm. and so next week we get part two which is uh self-inflicted wounds part two and the subtitle is wait for the wheel I
1: okay guess,
0: i guess we'll find out uh, i mean the synopsis for next week is something we already know which is like it becomes clear that only one of the two ships must survive the cruiser Moyer and the pathfinder vessel must make a choice yes that's We've, you know, I thought the choice was already
1: actually made at the end of this episode. It follows,
0: yeah, it follows on from this episode, so you know, there's not really much to talk about. But what's coming up? Other than we'll see where we go from the end of that episode. Will John fall off and die horribly? Who knows? Probably not. No, probably not. (laughs) So yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and hope you enjoyed the episode. And Mm -hmm. it is good to be back with season three.
1: And yes. yes, we're in full speed now.
0: Yeah, getting back into the swing of things. So we will see you next week. And in the meantime, you can find us all over the web. I'm on Twitter at Can't Wear Hats. Red is at the Tolkien and in Tree. Yep. Go to Uk for previous episodes of this podcast. And also any other projects that I'm doing, uh, which are all supported by the Can't Wear Hats Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Hats, And also now Fast Get Rewatch
1: is available on iTunes it, it, should. it should be. It should be. It should be. We're not entirely be. sure. <laughs> you might already be listening to this on iTunes. At time of recording, it's on un- its pending reviews. Yes, so. <laughs> exactly. We have no idea. <laughs> it's all
0: in their hands
1: now. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hopefully soon or already. Time uh, by the time this talk, co- hopefully by the time this episode comes out, you should we should know either way. Yeah. We talked to you from
0: the past. Ooh the far off time of two weeks ago. alright thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next time and yeah have a good week until then bye 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 Oh, well, that's the uh, episode over with. Hey, Red. Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, not
1: Put him up, put him up. up. Hey, okay. Whoa, whoa, what's going on? Every time we do a two-parter or a season break or something, you turn me into a statue, put me into a frozen box. I'm not going to like you, I don't know, hang me up on the ceiling or something. We're just going to sit here, you and me, for a week, and that's going to be it.
0: Can I at least go to the bathroom?
1: Yeah, Sure.